Bookworms Horror Podcast is sponsored by Creepy Crate. Creepy Crate is a horror and true crime subscription box filled with spooky collectibles, macabre accessories, and terrifying goodies. Each bi-monthly box is filled with over $85 of terror and includes at least one horror or true crime book. This box delivers dread to your doorstep for just $39.99 with free shipping. Go to creepycrate.store to subscribe. Use the code bookworm5 at checkout to get $5 off your subscription. That's bookworm5 for $5 off your subscription. And now to the show. Welcome to Bookworm's Horror Podcast, a podcast to get you inspired to write and hopefully get you encouraged to submit to our horror zine bookworms. I'm your host, James Ippolitti. In this episode, Regina and I discuss a quote from Nelson Algren, an American writer whose 1949 novel, The Man with the Golden Arm, won the National Book Award. If you haven't purchased issue three, the Halloween issue of Bookworms, it is selling out fast. So get your worms today. The Etsy link is in the show notes. Regina is a Wadi Award winner for Best Horror Novel, as well as multiple screenwriting awards, including a Webby honoree. Regina is also the contributing editor of the best-selling Local Haunts, a horror tube anthology. Find Regina and her alter ego, Batilda, at her booktube channel, Regina's Haunted Library, and on her blog, rstclair.com. Regina and myself are the editors of the Bookworms Horror Zine, and since we're seeking great horror fiction for bookworms, we created this weekly podcast to offer writers quick tips on writing for the genre. Find all our links in the show notes. Now let's jump into my conversation with Regina as she speaks with me from her haunted library. So, Regina, we have Bookworms Issue 3. The Halloween issue has been really selling well. And I think that's because this is our season. Yes. I think also Cameron Cheney posted something that helped us. Definitely. He's very popular on on YouTube. Yeah. An influencer. uh, Yeah. And uh, as an author on Amazon. Yeah, I want to pick up that Autumn Crow thing and and give give it a check out. Actually, I think... You would really love it because it's like kind of in your yeah. I love that the the kind of you know I don't know what what would you call it that fear you're kind of the fear street. Well, that's young adult horror, right? Which I like a lot. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah, Fear Street's good. Fear Street's good. And there's actually Netflix did a whole bunch of um, a series of different Fear Streets, which really was well done. Yeah, I, I watched some of it, not all of it. So we were on a little break probably been about a month i was ill so therefore we were out of commission but now we're back and you're feeling well i am feeling well i got a cold actually this past weekend it wasn't a flu it wasn't covid i don't know what it was my son had it i still got a little something in my throat but i'm, I'm feeling much better oh that's good yes yeah, colds, colds are still a thing that's right so what i thought we'd do at least for the next four episodes but i think it might be fun and we'll continue it is I have hundreds and hundreds of quotes from writers. And I was thinking, well, I'll read a quote, and then you and I will discuss whether we think it's a good advice, if it's bad advice, what it means, what's the deeper meaning to it, whatever it is. But I think it's pretty cool uh, to do this. So I think it will be. 
This one's from Nelson Algren. And so this whole episode will be about this one quote. And here we go. And this one, I think, is very debatable. Here is the quote. A writer shouldn't be engaged with other writers or with people who make books or even with people who read them. The farther away you get from the literary traffic, the closer you are to the sources. I mean, a writer doesn't really live. He observes. All right, let's Ooh. dig in. Wow, that's a very definitive opinion. That's very controversial uh, to me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I can kind of see where it's coming from in a way. I think that, um, I think what, what it's trying to say is uh, be careful of the influences around you that you're not writing what someone else is writing and maybe need to really focus on what what you have to say like that's how i would interpret it like if you really want to get down into a true voice you have to find your own voice and sometimes in order to do that you really need to shut other influences out that's how i interpret that yeah i think that's part of it i also think it's that if you were just that person and this is in all our community but i it's i kind of agree and disagree with this a lot Because I get if you just hang around with a bunch of writers and readers and you kind of are in that, that circle, Mm. you're not, when he says at the end, you need to be observing, you're not actually experiencing life as the common, the common person does. And then you're writing about that. It's, It's a big, actually, I think it's a big common thing that writers do. Stephen King did this a lot, that almost every main character was a writer, Mm, right? right. So you're writing about what you know because you're a writer, and a lot of stories come in about a writer, you know? Yes. Uh, Well, I think that, I think to find your true voice, you need to be careful of joining groups like, like, I don't know, writing groups. I've never really had a, a lot of success with writing groups. Uh, not that I've, ex- I've, I've tried to start a couple. Well, you were part of one. Yeah, I remember that one. We had, we had kind of fun with it, but it kind of petered out because I think writing is something that's not really a group project. I mean, there are obviously like television writers and, and film writers work collaboratively. So that's, that can happen but I think the novelist is or short story writer is on his or her own voyage and if you if you're listening to what other people are saying like I'd like to give an example and I still belong to some of them but I don't really participate at all like these uh, Facebook groups where uh, people are some writers are very uh, outgoing and they want to talk all the time with other writers and share ideas. And that actually maybe can help promote your work, but I I don't really work that way. I don't know about you. Well, I think some people enjoy the community more than the actual writing. Mm. And so I can see where that could happen. Yeah. And I think (laughs) that if you're part of that community, you're feeding that part of your brain that thinks you're a writer, but you're not actually doing the work to be a writer. Yeah. And I see that that's not just writing. It's all arts where people are just join these groups and they're like, you know, Hey, I'm part of this group, but you're not really 
doing anything. You're you're filling that void. We used to call them posers. Yes, we did call them posers. <laughs> I don't know if they still use that term. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I can be a little bit of a snob that way. Like, why are you on Twitter talking about writing when you could be writing? Yeah, and if you are writing, then that's perfectly legit. Like, yeah, but sure. if you're using this, this pose, if you're being a poser instead of actually doing the work, yeah. And I think yeah, this no, is, I think it. this is also <laughs> part of this danger with this quote is trying to get at is, you know, you're, you're more into the, the look than the actual art. Yes. Yes. Like I remember when I was, I was in uh, art school, but I was in the theater department. There were always those students who had more paint on their clothes than on the canvas. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know like they'd show up at the, at the, cafeteria with their paint splattered clothes and eat their food with like paint you know <laughs> paintbrush chopsticks or whatever no, yeah i, I saw this about that part also but there is there is something about even in the musician that. world where you'd have people oh, God, who are yeah. who are just i remember just being in the band and all these other quote-unquote bands who these guys would just get high mm. right and it was like they put everything into trying to fit that I'm, I'm Kurt Cobain. Right. Except for they weren't writing stuff. Yep. Yep. They're, yeah. And I think that there's, that's true. And I've, I've had people, uh, you know, send me some of their work. I mean, not, not recently, but when I started writing and I was actually trying to get involved on, uh, Oh God, this was really a bad, this is a really bad platform for writers is goodreads there are actually some like goodreads groups um in in the early indie writing days that i was part of and there was a lot of that kind of stuff going on and i remember there was like hey i'll read your book if you'll read mine oh i hate that yeah and then i actually there was one guy's book before i realized like what what ridiculous bad practice that was but I did read this one guy's book and I actually, it was terrible, but I'm trying to like actually read it and, and suffer through it. And so I wrote kind of a nice, you know, generous response. And then when he responded to mine, I could tell that he hadn't read it at all. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like, like he, he wrote something like, oh, I think you could have more dialogue. And I'm like, uh, it was my book, Black Magic. I'm like, the entire thing is dialogue. What yeah. are you talking about? You didn't read this book? <laughs> yeah, I would say my advice to our listeners, you don't have to do what we call a follow for follow. And this is in mm. uh, social media. And yeah. it also is like read for read, right? It's not, right. it's not helping you, right? Like follow for follow isn't like... You don't want people who are following you because you're following them because they're not, it's not, you want your audience. You want people to say, I read your book. I like this author and I want to follow them. Right. Right. How many people do you follow that are famous that don't follow you back? Probably every single one. <laughs> A few. <laughs> right. Nobody follows you back. If it's, You're following them because you appreciate their art. Right. Let people find you and follow you. You don't have to go and then in, in return do there's it's some weird thing we have of like it's fair or something, but it's like right. 
that's not the point for me. If you're doing social media to promote your work, promote your work. And if people like it, they follow you. It's yes. not. I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's, uh, you know, some exceptions like every writer and, and I have this too, have certain friends slash writer friends with whom they share uh, arcs and things like that. Like I have a couple I mean, someone like Cameron Chaney would be a good example. And I have others uh, who are writers who might send me some chapter or say, can you tell me what you think? And I, and, and vice versa. And I'd be more than happy to have that kind of exchange. So there definitely are those relationships and I do value but, those, but those have to have happen organically. Right. And it has to be authentic. Right. Like you and I have that relationship creatively that's been established over many years and uh, that kind of thing. And I, you know, like I just had someone reach out to me recently and, and he's someone whose work I admire and I'd be happy to take a look, but if just some random person on Twitter or Goodreads sends me something, no, you know, well, that's my point. And not even just sending you something, but just saying, Hey, I followed you. Can you follow me back? And I don't know who you are. No, it's not, right. to, I'm not being mean. It's just, I don't, Why? Well, you know, when someone does follow me, I will look at, you know, usually I'll, I'll click on their profile. And if it's something like related to horror, it's like in, within my kind of world, then yeah, I usually follow. But them that's back. because but, you're interested, but you're not just doing it as this transaction. That's my point. It's right. There's no reason to just to be transactional. You know, if it's no, something I think that, that's a really bad, bad uh, way to go about your artwork life. Right. And so it's because people get very bitter. <laughs> yeah all right if let's you don't show, if you don't show up for their event or something so uh, from that quote we both had this sort of the getting into the group uh-huh. group thing but let's let's pause because you and i both like andy warhol's oh the factory yeah the factory right and i think the factory was a good example of having different artists from different uh mediums get uh-huh. together now, do you think that works because it's because of different mediums versus like if it was Andy Warhol's writers group? Uh, well, you know, I kind of have a little factory scene going on at my studio, as you know. Over the years, I've had salons and meetings. I mean, some successful, some not successful. Right. Uh, and I, I believe in a, a community a esprit de corps a community of artists helping and supporting and i i'm happy to be part of that it very loosely part of that but again i believe it needs to be organic because just in my experience i have been perhaps too open or or too inviting yeah inviting and and some people are not worth it, you know. <laughs> they hate to be like that, but that, it's true well, because for, it for only example, takes. I'm yeah, sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, but I don't want to. I won't give a long example, but yeah, it, people can easily poison the well. Yes. If they don't have the best. I was going to take it. It only takes one person to do that too, and that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 definitely, I've gotten myself in that situation, and I've gotten resentful. But a lot of that was on me too, because I'm like, well. What am I getting out of this? Like, why am I doing this? Is this just some? Yeah, you were like, you're like that woman in Poltergeist. All are welcome. <laughs> all are welcome. And then they all come and you're like, oh, shit. 
<laughs> what have I done? Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely had that those moments and then I get mad and resentful and then that's not good. So I've got, I guess I've gotten smarter over the years. Like usually every new year's day I have a open house and I was talking to Joe. I'm like, maybe I won't do it this year. I don't know. I haven't made up my mind yet, but it's like, it's a lot of work and eh. Yeah. I think if we're talking about a community, it's better. I feel as a writer to hang out with different artists of different mediums versus hanging out with a bunch of writers. Yeah. Doesn't mean like a writer's retreat is not a good idea, but Mm -hmm. I think when you're a writer and you hang out with a musician who's hanging out with somebody who's a fine artist and somebody who's a sculptor, like you just, it works better. I think you're pulling things from these different things. Yeah. Well, I definitely don't hang out with, a lot of writers or any writers, you know, just some people that I know, like you, I'm mostly online people, but most of the people I, my friends are already friends are musicians. And that has been an inspiration for my work and my writing more than anything else, because I just, you know, in fact, last night I was just, you know, doom scrolling on YouTube on a, you know, documentaries about nineties bands and, you know, died tragically, things like that. Like I find musicians fascinating. Yeah. I love them and I support them. I guess I'm a bit of a groupie when it comes to that. But uh, yeah, for other writers, I remember Anne Rice, I might have read an interview with her, but she said that she, you know, she went to, I guess, graduate school for writing, but she was said she hated writers groups because all it would do with people would be, they would critique your work the, the way they would write it. Yeah. Well, if I were writing this, I would. It's like, well, you're not writing it. I'm writing it. You know? I think we should end I mean, with that. Can... <laughs> yeah, let's end with that. Because <laughs> that's really good. That's a really good point. And I think it really captures this idea of this quote that you need to be in the world, as as Oliver Stone said, get a life mm-hmm. and, and observe it. And then take that information and translate it into your work. And you're not getting to a place where, like you just said, Anne Rice said, you're hearing advice of how they would do something. And, you know, and I'm not, you have to have somebody critique your work. You have to have somebody read your stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's That's not not what what we're saying. Um, But yes, uh, let's say goodbye. And we'll be back next week with a new quote. Okay. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Bookworms Horror Podcast. All our links are in the show notes. And we'll be back next week with a new episode. Bookworms is a Gorilla Delphia production. Yeah!